0: Welcome to Well Defined and Wonderful, the podcast about mathematical intricacies and beauty in mathematical analysis. All right, a very warm welcome to Well Defined and Wonderful. And with me is again Fabian from Hamburg and Marcos from Freiberg. In today's episode, we want to talk about differentiability. But before we talk about differentiability uh, as a concept, We just want to understand what we did so far in connection to differentiability. So, so far we understood that some concepts exist that say something about the
1: change of a function. Which concept was that Fabian? Yes, let us recall the concept of continuity of a function at let's say at a given point X of its domain of definition. It was a local property that uh, gave us uh, in a qualitative way, yeah, a, a concept to talk about how how is the change of input values to a function related to the change in its output values. So uh, I recall the um, the famous epsilon delta definition or, or criterion for for continuity that uh, did precisely that. Should we recall this concept briefly? Yes. So for any given epsilon positive.
0: And any given point, and this x you already chose, we find a delta that is also positive. And for every value y, input value y that is apart from x at most by delta, then f of x and f of y differ at most by the given epsilon we we chose from the beginning. And now we want to have it more quantitatively. And in order to see that change of concept in this uh, qualitative and quantitative uh, subjective, you might, you might also recall a characterization of continuity for all those people that think this epsilon
1: Delta definition was too cumbersome to deal with anyway. Yeah, so let me recall this concept, which is a sequential continuity here. So um, here we characterize continuity by means of sequences, namely, a sequence xn converging to x in the domain of definition. And if we are in the domain of definition of a continuous function, this implies that also the sequence of function values f of xn converges to f of x. So to sum up, we have, when we talk about continuity, we are talking about limits of two sequences. So we start out with the sequence xn in the domain of definition. And continuity tells us that another sequence, namely the sequence f of xn, or function values, also converges to uh, a value which is f of x. So xn converges to x, and f of xn converges to f of x. Today, we want to talk about a local property uh, that that helps us to, to quantify a rate of change, so to say. So what changes in the input versus what changes in the output, and I think... We have already two objects that we can now relate to each other, namely the differences between x_n and x, so in the input values, and the differences in the output values f of x_n minus f of x, and um, we can relate those two differences in a in a quotient, right? Exactly. Yeah. So there's
0: two. Obviously, there's two ways of relating things. You could subtract them. Yeah, Or you divide, d- d- divide by them. And um, subjecting them doesn't really make sense because, I mean, it doesn't make sense, but you get then just zero as an answer. So you divide them and you get f of xn minus f of x over xn minus x. And then there's also an n appearing. Uh, and so you would just think of what the limit of n tends to infinity of this quotient is. And... It is it is a little bit subtle because if you looked at the enumerator and the denominator of these things, the both of them tend to zero, but this doesn't, this, doesn't necessarily mean that uh, the limit of the quotient is also zero. And this, whenever this limit exists for any given sequence x n tending to x, wherever x n is not equal to x, then I call this function differentiable at x. So the existence of the limits of those quotients is by definition, differentiability at X. And this obviously is a local property, but what can we deduce and learn from
1: this existence of limits, Fabian? We started this episode with continuity. And so what we could now ask ourselves, so how does this concept relate to continuity? So we started out with a continuous function and then we wrote down this quotient, all right? But um suppose we we only have the existence of the limit of this quotient does this also tell us something about the continuity of the function and there's a good answer here um, namely yes it does so the mere existence of the of this limit of this quotient also tells us that this uh, quantitative way to talk about the change also implies that the function is uh, continuous at we at we discussed it um, yeah, in the in episodes on sequential continuity and epsilon-delta continuity. By the way, the proof is very easy. You just take f of xn minus
0: f of x, and then you uh, divide by xn minus x and multiply by xn minus x. And then you know that the, the first factor tends to this limit, and the second factor tends to zero. So this the whole thing tends to zero. Yeah, so we have now established that differentiability at x means continuity at x. So at least roughly if we quant- if we can quantify something we also have the qualitative property that's a good thing um but can we also learn something more about the function if this uh, quotient exists so the limit of those quotients exists
1: what we can also learn uh, about this function in terms of further qualitative properties uh, like uh, approximability of the function namely the question would be now um if we have we are given a function that is differentiable at a point x what do we know now about uh, the neighboring values of this function can we somehow find the nice way to approximate this function maybe and um with so approximate this function with a way simpler function here and here the idea uh, that comes into play is the idea of approximating something with a linear or affine linear function here uh, and It turns out that for differentiable functions, this is even a characterizing property. And it's called the Weierstrass decomposition formula. Should we dive into this quickly? Yes. The
0: Weierstrass decomposition formula is, as you just said, a mere elementary consequence of the existence of this um, limit. Because if you looked at this, at the quotient um, f of y now, say, minus f of x over y minus x, then, if y tends to x, there is a, there exists a limit. So locally, it is f of y minus f of x over y minus x equals this limit plus something small. And now you multiply through by y minus x, and you see that you can rearrange terms, and you get f of y in in terms of f of x plus something that is a fine that you just set plus something very small. And this is basically the Weierstrass decomposition formula. And from this decomposition computed backwards say, you can also deduce that the limit of those quotients exists. So you really get an equivalence there and it's not very hard to deduce.
1: Yeah, and it's also a very uh, visual one. I would say that um, they, some of you already recall from from other introductions to uh, derivatives and differentiation. It's basically just approximating a function by by the tangent at at a certain point. Yeah, it's it's just the um, yeah the mathematical way to describe what is happening here. Namely, we use an affine function, but visually we are just approximating the, the yeah the the function graph with a tangent line, so to say yeah, and this with this
0: visual um, interpretation of differentiability at a point x, we are going to cliffhanger this again, um, and when we look next next episode at examples and rules of differentiation, so for now, thank you very much, Fabian.
1: yeah, thank you too. Bye-bye. bye bye bye.
0: What have you learned today? Today we introduced the concept of differentiability, which is the limit of the difference quotients. If existed, it's differentiable and we understood that if I have a function that is differentiable at a point x, that at this point x I can approximate this function with an affine linear function.